This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. Today is June 15th, 2022. Please tell us your name and the years you were at Hofstra Radio. So my name is Christian Ladagoski, uh, graduate of 2016. So I was there all four years from 2012 all the way to 2016. Okay. Uh, what shows or programs did you work on at WRHU? Um, I had a range between music news and i guess you could say entertainment like we kind of created a section of entertainment there um so you know i worked on off the charts alt nation um i did newsline hostra wake up call the the morning show um and then the one i probably spent the most time on was the show i created in 2013 called the screening room which is like all film radio talk reviews stuff like that Okay, that sounds interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll get back to that at some point. Did you work on any of uh, the community volunteer shows or weekend shows or public affairs programs? Uh, there was, pro- I guess, yeah, Profit Express was, I believe, one of them. Um, I did work on, yeah, no, I worked on Polka show, the Irish show. We, I even helped with like some of their fundraising things. Um, what other things? Yeah, there was a lot of like fun like music campaigns and stuff like that. I also helped with um I think community spotlight once in a while. Community spotlight like once in a while. Okay. Um did you have any titles or positions at the station? Um not from like an executive board position, but like I I definitely you know, like I would do the disc the disc jockey stuff on the music side. I would produce um and even anchor for Newsline, which was really cool at, at some of the later years I was there. Um, and I helped to co-produce the screening room, which is cool and put that on the air, which is just, you know, its own type of programming and fun stuff around the film industry. So, um, I guess you wouldn't say they're like executive titles, but like, I guess I had like show titles to produce and create content and put some cool stuff on the air. Okay. Um, you mentioned a minute ago, I think it was something profit express. What was that? Yeah. So it was, I, I kind of like a, did it for a couple months. This guy was, I think his name was Tim, if I'm correct, but he would do these like updates on like the stock market and like different big corporations and stuff like that. It was like Wednesdays at six. I remember it was like right after news and I would help just like run the show and like put on interviews on the air and think uh, I think at one point like we had the CEO of like Under Armour on the air, which was really cool. And like he was just talking to him and just like some really cool, um, I guess, like just financial financial type of show okay okay um when you were on the air did you use your own name did you have a nickname or personality yeah. name yes yeah, so, so i guess um yeah no no so my name's christian ladagoski but for some reason gowski was the the nickname that it played off my last name a bit and that kind of stuck with the whole screening room show and like the entertainment side of things but obviously if i'm doing news i'm giving my full like christian ladagoski name you know um, but yeah, Gowski was the cool, like hip DJ kind of fun name, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is a two part question, answer it, mm-hmm. whatever makes sense to you, but I'm always curious what brings people to the station in the first place. And then if you could describe what it was like, because people listening are there at different eras. So if you could describe maybe meeting particular people or what it looked mm. like or smelled like or people that you ran <laughs> into, what was it like when you first got to the station? Uh, well, is this like kind of just to clarify, is this more like about like what compelled me to go into the station or like what was it like first time I experienced it? 
Uh, both, if you could. If you want to handle them separately, that's fine. But oftentimes people say, I went because of this, and this is what yeah. I remember. But well, whatever, whatever actually, makes sense. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll, I, yeah, I could definitely go into the first part. So what compelled me to go to the station in the first place? Um, actually, that even goes back to the question of what compelled me to go to Hofstra in the first place. That was having the radio station there was a big selling point for me to actually attend to Hofstra University and like to be able to be part of the radio station. It was just something where um, I always I just thought it was fascinating where like they kind of told you where, you know, you don't even have to be a radio major, but you can be heard on the airwaves and like play music and you can be heard. And I was always uh, an advocate of like finding my voice and finding confidence in like the way I speak. So that was also a thing where I'm like, I think radio can be that that medium. Um, I'm also just fascinated by broadcast technology in general. So I know from my side, it was great to produce, but I also like helped like with the engineering side and like learning about the technology of broadcast signals, um, things like that. And that's definitely the reason I got into WSU in the first place. And I guess just like walking in first impression now that I was like actually a student being able to walk into WRHU, I thought it was the most thrilling experience ever. And hmm. um, just even from day one, meeting people like Bruce Avery and John Mullen uh, at Angles um, and just having the opportunity to have your voice heard by people on the airwaves, on the app, um, I just thought was the coolest thing ever. And like it could be your own show, your own voice. Um, and honestly, I've had nothing but awe for like walking into the station very just like clean like always running like always something that's like running 24 7 never goes to sleep i'm always about energy you know so um that was also just like kind of something where i'm like oh i can leave a staple here you know um so it just brought like a lot of joy and just a lot of like great opportunity you know Mm, mm, very cool. So, so in considering colleges, you were thinking about going into radio. So that was a specific goal, or was it? Um, hey, this university has a station. That's a bonus. Uh, it was more bonus because, like, I actually my major was electrical engineering, which I think definitely makes me pretty unique compared to a lot of people at WRHU. Like, you know, ninety percent of people are like communications majors, broadcast majors. I graduated with a bachelor of science in an engineering uh, degree, but knowing that this could be something I could do for fun. And also it was in line because like electrical engineering broadcast has to do with signals, processing electronics. So like it, it made sense. Um, but so I guess, yeah, I would say it's like more of a bonus, uh, but it was a very good bonus. Um, yeah. Between looking for schools, like, you know, I was looking at like Hofstra, Stony Brook, Adelphi and like Hofstra really had the station. Like, you know, the fact that, they said you don't have to be a broadcast major to do this. That was the biggest point. It's like, great, I could do this. Hmm. In quite a number of the interviews I've done with folks who came even to the station before I did in the 1990s, there are any number of people who were computer science majors, business hmm. majors, biology majors, pre-med, who found their way to the station and, and promptly chuck their their major and and went into communications or radio really? but you but you stayed with the engineering thing and did that did that factor into your your time at the station uh well <laughs> yes no no it's it's interesting because for a hot minute my junior year i was definitely thinking about switching majors to communications 
but I am also a math and science nerd. For some reason, engineering just, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was not an easy major. I mean, it did impact me because I had to do 133 credits for my engineering major. And, you know, when I basically had off time, I went to the station and hung out and did shows and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I also just like, you know, like I hustled a lot. Like I, I just like I did the major. I went to the station. I went back and forth. I had two homes, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, but for a hot minute, I was thinking about switching, but I think I didn't mind having a little bit of both worlds. Like there was just something with my brain where it's like, hey, I can have my fun here, but I also want to feed my logistical brain, if that makes sense. Sure. So it was kind of a perfect balance for me. Uh, by the way, were you a commuter student or were you living on campus? Oh, campus four years, all four years. Okay, okay, because that that, that would there. seem like an extra amount of burden. Um, oh the, the... no, I mean, even though I was technically born and raised Long Island, I was happy to live on campus. And if I had a very late radio slot or something or a very early one, I could just drive over. I can walk over very easily. Okay, um, given the the. Uh the amount of work that you would have to do for uh, for your major and getting started. Um, I know you, you probably took the announcing and engineering class, which is, sort of, mm-hmm. I, I think, about right, like a 10-week course. Yeah. Um, so how did uh, that entrance class to WRHU go, and how was that, you know, did that affect, you know, how you were looking at your studies as well? Um, honestly, well, no, it didn't affect my studies. I mean, I had the time to do it. Honestly, it was really great i wouldn't change a thing about how it happened because they they really walked um walked my hand through the process and i really found a lot of great guidance uh through people like through that class i mean like like i said starting with bruce and john uh who really just like brought that inspiration and um even people who helped me like uh, joe de rose on like the technical side and the engineering side uh ashley armstrong who um really was a big guidance when it came to like, uh, you know, like announcing and eventually just being like a news kind of mentor, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with the, with the training and stuff, like, no, they made it very hands-on. You can test it without like disrupting the broadcast waves. You know, we had the extra studios to like practice with like, you know, running the boards and like switching out things and playing like legal you know, the whole legal stuff you need to do every Mm -hmm. hour. Um, And I would say like the engineering stuff came easy because I'm a techie. Uh, The announcing stuff was a little slower for sure. But like, again, it was just finding my voice. Like I know from that class, like I passed the announcing clearance and, you know, but but when I first got on the air, I was like to a script. I was like, you know, not going off the script. I'm going to just do this, turn turn the mic off and just, you know, play the music I need to play, so to speak, you know, but, uh, I got eventually used to it. Was that, was that because of nerves or you just wanted to make oh, sure just, you like, were doing nervous. it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just nervous. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember, um, one of the, the first show, even after the class, I was, uh, alt nation, just like alternative rock music. And I'm glad it was just that. Cause it's just like little mic breaks in between and, you know, 90% of the show was just playing music. And I'm like, great. Like, I know how to run the board, let the music go. But when I want to do a mic break and just be like, 88.7 FM, WHU, I was like, I wrote it out on the computer. I'm like, okay, let me turn this mic on to the script, to the book. 
and it took me like a couple months, but then I was able to like improvise and like be confident and like do things after, uh, you know, a couple months of doing that. But I'm glad that that was the starting point to finding that voice, you know? Hmm. Do you remember getting on the mic the first time or do you have a general idea of how you felt? I mean, you kind of gave a hint <laughs> My heart that, was beating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heart was beating super fast. I was sweating pretty much the entire show. Um, yep, that, that sounds about right. Um, very nervous, but I got through it and, and I didn't even have, um, cause usually you get to shadow someone like, like I got to shadow people doing it themselves. And then when I was doing it, um, I didn't have anyone like watching me do it or like, you know, like meant like watching me, like kind of show them what to do. It was just me alone in that booth and just doing it alone. And I'm like, okay, here goes nothing. And just, uh, you know, I caught up eventually. Okay. Um, in those early training days, whether it was engineering or announcing or, or anything, do you remember getting any, any good advice or tips or just, just things that you picked up on that made, made the, your performance better? Um, I can't think of any specific examples. I just know that over the course of time, when I was shadowing people on the mic, I was just like, hear how they talked, hear what they said, um, how they just had fun with it. To be honest, it's really just like heart and passion that kind of made it so awesome to improvise, to communicate with the audience. Um, I think just being around the environment, like, like I said, I can't really specifically think of an example, but just being around it, being around those types of people who like knew what to do, I caught on eventually, you know, it was kind of like this, uh, just synergy of, you know, being in the moment kind of thing sure. and like seeing what they do during a mic break and what they prepare and like stuff like that. Okay. So you said it took you probably a couple months to kind of feel real comfortable on the air and improvising yeah. and, and finding your voice a little bit like that. What about uh, socially at the station? Do you feel like you felt comfortable pretty quickly or did it take a little time to kind of find your group of friends? Oh, I'm a huge people person. Yeah. Like it's definitely different on air. Um, but I make friends. I mean, I make friends pretty easily in general. So to meet people was not hard. Um, and to like get acclimated and stuff. I'm like, I'm like one of those go getters who's like, hi, my name's Christian. Nice to meet you. Shaking hands, giving hugs. Um, and yeah, I had no problem with that. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I've met a lot of lifelong friends just because of that station that like, I'm glad I made those intros and did those things. And I'm still connected with them on Instagram nowadays. And, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I got pretty, uh, there's a lot of great positive energy around that station, around those people. Hmm. So you mentioned, uh, Bruce and John Mullen and Ed Ingalls as mm -hmm. people who were helpful and they're all great in, in their own way. Yeah. Um, who were some of the students who may have been the student leaders at the time who were helpful or sort of guided you as you got used to the station? So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so Ashley Armstrong, um, who, uh, like I always consider her like my big sis or my big sister mm. and I'm like her little brother. Um, we, we really got close and, and she was a big mentor when it came to news big time. Um, Neil, Neil A. Caruso. It's funny. I, I, I do business with him now and we're still really great friends. Um, he's someone who's really helped me stretch outside of the station. Like when we were like on site doing like interviews, like we did like America's got talent met like Nick Cannon and like Howard Stern and all this stuff. Um, I really got like legs with that. And like, he was like him and I, like we just have like a great duo together and that's awesome. Um, 
And also Tommy Smart, like Tommy Smart and me were the ones who created the screening room together. We co-founded it. And um, just through him, uh, we were able to innovate together. And that was beautiful. And I met him in the training class, like in 2012. So that was really a beautiful thing to happen. And like, I'll, you know, we're friends to this day too. It's really great. I even saw him last week, which is funny. Um, and who else would I want to talk about? Like Shannon Ferry is also just like a big, uh, like she's doing like big things with like New York one now, like an anchor on TV. She was always like a very positive light to the station. Um, so like, I definitely like love what she's brought. Hmm. And I mean, those are definitely like the biggest standouts, but there's like a whole bunch of people that I can like, you know, definitely thank down the line. I mean, there was like 200 plus people at that station at a time, but there was always these really unique bonds with each one. And I think it was just, it adds to like the big collective, you know, Hmm. you mentioned earlier uh, among your, your, the, the early times at the station, it seemed like there was a lot going on that there was, there was always something happening. Did it, did it feel like there were always a, a, a fair amount of people around or, or was it depend on the time of day or time of year? Uh, depending on time of day. I mean, <laughs> when it was sports time, it was always packed, always packed mm-hmm. and news sports and news, always people in that station, people running around, running through the hallways, running through the office, going to the computer, everything, everything you could possibly imagine. People going to record something in a studio. Um, just a great time uh yeah in the morning sometimes you just get like one or two people there but there was always someone around honestly 24 7 it's mm. pretty cool just to like see that yeah i mean i'm even like a new york city person myself i love a city that never sleeps so in this case i love a radio station that never sleeps and uh and uh like i said i love the energy going full cycle and like a team just putting it on air giving content like um so yeah always i always saw something happening cool um so i want to talk a little bit about the show that you came up with in your sophomore year can you tell me a little bit about where this idea came from and maybe how you developed it and if you got any good advice or or guidance from folks yeah oh yeah i could definitely go in depth on this one so it's it's fascinating i mean even to this day the show's still on the air um we made the show november 10th 2013 and now it's you know i'm documenting this in 2022 it's nine years in the running (laughs) which is uh even past my time at the station which i'm just eternally grateful and happy for um but how did it start so i mean yeah me and tommy smart i know i mentioned him before we were just you know hanging out. I think we were Skyping one time. We were just like watching TV in our rooms and you know, we both love movies. Like we bonded over that like immediately. We're like film nerds. He loves more like old classic. I like more contemporary. I love film music. I'm also a composer myself. It's a, and he's just seen like every movie under the sun, this guy. Mm. And he's just sitting here and it's like, Hey, like, you know, we knew from the classes there's, there's ways to produce content and make shows and like you can submit new show requests through Bruce and John and the executive board. And if we just kind of came up with this harmony of like, Hey, why don't we talk about film and Christian, you can play film scores or film soundtracks on the air. And I'm like, that sounds brilliant. So, you know, did the process. We're like, all right, starting sophomore year for both of us, start the process. We put in the application and we got approved and, it was a nice 8 a.m. slot on a Sunday morning at first mm. for a half an hour. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, any college hangout 
late Saturday night things were just out. The, well, sometimes I would do that and then like barely sleep and just go on the air. <laughs> a lot of moments where that happens, um, but no regrets about it whatsoever. Um, and we pushed through and then it caught eyes and me, Tommy Smart, Mandela Wells, like he was the third person to come on. Then Joanna Sorto was the fourth person to come on. Um, and then we had people like Janet Kaplan, Steph Ross, Nick Hintz, um, Haley Marks, Haley Albin, a bunch of people I can shout out. Um, and the show just got bigger and bigger. And then we got upgraded to a 10 a.m. slot for an hour. And that's where it sits nowadays, 10 a.m. at 10 a.m. one hour show. And to one point, we had about 40 people involved with this thing between people reporting on film news, people going to see the see the latest film and talk about it on the air. Every time the Oscars came around or the Golden Globes, we had a very special two hour show going on. Um, And it was brilliant. And people were involved. We even you know, at one point put cameras in the studio and we wanted to make something called screening room TV and like show a visual component to radio and like all that stuff. And we did a couple episodes of that. Um, and it became a, a big thing to the point where we passed the torch, like three years later after, as me and Tommy were graduating and the show kept going on. And even, uh, what's cool is to this day screening room, um, we just we just did film, but Screening Room now has become more like entertainment based, which is cool, too. They bring in film, TV, Broadway, uh, stuff like that now. So like uh, they kind of expanded on the content they do now. And um, every year I go back to just like be on the air with like whoever's running the show and just like say hi and do a fun little throwback on like what it used to be versus now. Bunch of things. Nice. Um, and like honestly what i could say is you know you're saying advice at least in, like the other part of your question advice for people is me and tommy really discovered that you know whu really gave great opportunity to create your own thing and that was beautiful that was something like screening room is probably one of the highlights of hostra like four years there same with whu and we, we even got like programming awards and leadership awards from the show, which is great. Mm. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. And yeah, it's just like if you can really put your mind to it, you can innovate, you can create. And WHU is the place to do that. It really is. Um, and like I felt like the reward of going through all the nuances, like, you know, staying up the late nights, preparing the show, but just having so much fun with it. Um that you can really create something out of nothing. And I say to anyone who's listening to this, um, that yeah, with a place like WHU, you can absolutely do the same. If you have an idea, um, you know, just go with it. You know, don't be, don't be afraid to try it. It's a great place to experiment, to, you know, bring content out there. And I just, you know, put your best foot forward and see it through. And I think it will be really, a good happy place for you, you know, if you decide to make a show like that. That's very cool. So uh, if I can go back to the beginning, it seemed like you were yeah. focusing on uh, on the, the the film music, the film score, and maybe talking about that a little bit. And then over time, right. it evolved into something else. Yeah, I mean, well, that actually happened. Like we kept it when me and Tommy were running their show. It was it was about film. It's just, this is kind of like years after we graduated. It just mm-hmm. You know, it evolved where like the the future producers, the the most recent producers, they just kind of, uh, you know, they added more to the show. And 
you know, expanded into entertainment realm and into Broadway, into television and, you know, did the same thing, put reviews on, you know, talk about box office stuff, talk about the latest Broadway show that's doing great out in New York City. Um, you know, what TV show did great and like all the all these things. So we, we have the benefit of hindsight and looking back and it's it's really great that you've been able to stay connected to that show that you developed and and you have these friendships and these and and work relationships frankly um that's very neat and you can look back at all these things from this point of view right now yeah but i'm wondering if you can in your mind go back to 18 years old freshman coming into hofstra and and knowing that there, there's a radio station and like, what were your expectations? What were your hopes? What did you think at that moment? What did you, what were you hoping WRHU would mean to you? Hmm. Well, I know I like mentioned it before, but like, I, I think I see two things like one WRHU was just, I don't know. Like there was just the, there was just the excitement of being on the air in general. And I used to be, shy when i was a kid so like i guess the first part of this is like a bit more personal um i used to be shy and i had a feeling that like if i could be confident on the air in front of people while they're listening in the cars or on their apps that i could um develop myself and grow and you know and, and that was definitely my expectation when i was like 18 and like wsu fulfilled that you know with the people the program, the way that they trained us, the way that we have the opportunity to make our own shows, make our own scripts, tell us, tell our story, however we want to tell our story. And I love that. Um, and then the second part, I guess, uh, you know, expectation when I was 18. I mean, I just thought it was a fun, like, just, I guess, well, like I said, break from like the engineering stuff and, and like an outlet to just, really just escape from maybe too much too many mathematical equations if that makes any sense <laughs> yes that makes and, a lot of um, sense. and that was also fulfilled by WHU too so like I knew I wanted to um do extracurriculars I wasn't someone to just go to class do homework and call it a day like I was one who wanted to socialize and like do things on campus and I did you know and and like WHU just kind of drew me into like that sphere and that section of campus that was um, you know, like I said, a great escape from the other things, you know, for my major. Wow. Christian, this was a lot of fun. And, uh, I, I, I can tell that we could easily segue into volume two here and you would have a ton more stories. Of course, of course. <laughs> but this is, this has been great. We're going to, we're going to find some other time to, to talk some, uh, someday, but, uh, thank you for taking the time and sharing your stories. This was great. I'm so happy to No, Thank you so much.